Hello everyone, Chris Jordan, 425 Maryland, back with Alaris as we just kind of do a continuation from the previous episode uh, and dig a little bit more into righteousness uh, and, and faith and things like that and kind of just what this walk looks like. So we just, you know, open this up to the Lord. We just thank him for this opportunity. We thank him for you guys listening. Uh, we thank him just that he makes the, you know, everything makes sense in the time and the way that it's supposed to for us in him that that we can do nothing apart from him and i just thank the lord right now that we have an opportunity to come together as a body and to seek jesus above all things and to to realize that our understanding isn't for our sake but it's just so that we can know him amen so all right alaris we're you were you were just about to go into something and so i'm just gonna kind of hand it over to you and and we'll just see where it goes yeah if you guys uh, right. could see video it'd be awesome the looks i get sometimes from <laughs> that is awesome why thank you chris that's no that's pressure great. put put the spotlight on you right so i was uh so continuing with uh righteousness a little bit um, it reminds me of the story of Ruth, where she she tells Naomi, because um, Naomi was actually going to tell both her daughter-in-laws, don't follow me, go back home. But Ruth chose a different path. She chose to say that your God will be my God. And it's like that little bit of faith that she she lived, she saw Naomi live out. Even though Naomi might not have been perfect, her family might not have been perfect, but she lived in such a way that, she, you know, Ruth saw the Lord through her. And how amazing is that? It's like Naomi didn't preach some crazy message. She was actually trying to tell Ruth to go back home to her family mm. and saying, I don't have any more sons. I'm not going to be able to have any more sons. But I want you to go back home. But Ruth said, no, your God will be my God. She chose to follow her because she saw something in her that sparked life. Mm. And that is just so amazing to me. And she and the other thing that Ruth did is she honored Naomi in such a way that her life was extremely blessed. Mm. Because throughout Naomi and Ruth's life, going back home, going back to Naomi's birthplace, back to her home and family, Ruth was blessed beyond anybody because she listened to Naomi and everything that she told her to do. And she did it exactly. So it's like she wasn't just following Naomi, but she was following the Lord through Naomi. Mm. And how amazing is that, like, to have such a a leader, but not really having to, she didn't really preach. She is like, in today's culture, we think that, oh, well, this person is up front preaching, or is it, we need to follow them. But really, uh, are they following the Lord? Yeah. Yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. And I think a lot of times our are wanting to uh to show off our own skills right to to be on some type of pedestal or whatever to be seen to be heard by others 
we choose not to follow the Lord in somebody, but we choose uh, an unrighteous path that becomes an idol. Uh, right. And then like if something happens like that, that pastor falls or they right. teach wrong or something, mm -hmm. then you've got confidence in them. And if you don't, you're not building your own relationship with the Lord, right? And so, but but that ties in. I love what you're saying because, you know, let's go back to the relationship with, with Naomi and, and Ruth. And the idea was it was a life lived out. It was the example of, of her life and her belief that drew, uh, you know, Ruth to follow Naomi, right? Yeah. And it kind of goes back to last episode, if you guys listened to it. The idea of the disciples leaving John the Baptist when Jesus walked by. Yeah. It was it was John the Baptist had prepared them and had lived this life out and and let them know like there's a key to this. And when that key, you know, happens, that's your moment, right? And so they they were able to follow Jesus because they were already prepared for it. And while it's a little bit different with Naomi and Ruth, the idea that you know uh, Naomi lived the life out loud. Uh, you know, for God is important yeah. for us because how many people are out there and the only gospel that they might ever read or even see or know about is our life lived out. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's so true. You know, and that's why I think, mm. you know, as leaders or as preachers or teachers or apostles or prophets or whatever it is yeah. that we want to call these these positions and titles and whatever, which really don't matter a whole heck of a lot when we get down to it. But the idea is that if those people in those positions aren't aware of their their role in the body, right, if they haven't humbled themselves and, and recognize, okay, so maybe I am, you know, one of these things, maybe I, I'm one of the fivefold, maybe I have this gifting, maybe I have this stuff, but I don't humble that gift before the Lord. Yeah. I don't recognize that it's it's actually the Lord's gifting through me for, for him to use me in a way that he intended, that I'm going to use it for myself. And if I'm not careful, people, unfortunately, will be pointed to me and not to Jesus. Mm. Because we yeah. all know we've been there. Most people, you know, they, they follow uh, they follow a person. Mm -hmm. on, and the, the hope is that that person, like you said, follows Jesus. So kind of like Paul said, I think Paul said, you know, follow me because I follow Jesus. Yeah. Because he lived his life out loud. Yeah. I mean, he was he was persecuted so badly. But after he was persecuted, he got up and spoke the same message. <laughs> so, so to me, it's not even about the message that he was speaking, but it's about the love flowing through him and not cursing the people who just beat him up. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah. like how, like, I love what Dan Muller says, like, he was like to us if we were in a crowd and people were judging us we would probably just walk away or we would lash out or something that our flesh would come out instead of jesus and how many times do we like follow people i used to do this i would follow people expecting what they were saying would match up with the life that they were living and it, in a lot of times it didn't. And even for myself, it like a lot of times I have to catch myself. Okay. I just preached this to somebody. Now I have to go live that out. Wow. That's good. Like I can't just 
say a whole bunch of stuff because then at the end of the day, it's just empty words. If I'm not fulfilling the words that I am speaking, mm. like something has to come out of that. My, my flesh has to come up into alignment with what the Holy Spirit just spoke because mm. otherwise it is just dead. That's good. That's good. Then, you know, revelation will get tested almost immediately because the enemy comes for the word's sake. A lot of people think, oh, the enemy's after me. No, he's not really after you. Mm -mm. He's after the revelatory power of the word of God in your life. And when you have a, a revelation, as you like to say, like, oh, mm -hmm. you know, like yeah. I have a revelation of righteousness or, you know, like. Uh, I have a revelation of faith. You know, if you, you get these moments where you're like, whoa, that's amazing. Almost immediately, the enemy is going to come to try to steal that revelatory word from you and test your belief of that revelatory word. Mm -hmm. Right. So like, yes. like Alaris was saying, um, so I have this revelation of my right standing with God. I believe that I'm holy, blameless and above reproach in his sight. If indeed I continue in the faith, right? There's that if mm -hmm. indeed. So what happens if I say, wow, Lord, I am holy, righteous and above reproach in your sight. That's amazing. Almost immediately the enemy is going to test that either through thoughts or um, he's going uh, to put people in front of you. Uh, it, it, how much do you truly believe? How much have you truly submitted mm. to that revelation? And I think that that's one of the things that we forget about. We think that it's all in our own power, mm. righteousness, faith, right? The Bible even tells us that one of the gifts of God is the gift mm. of his faith. Yeah, it's not even our faith. It's <laughs> his faith given to us which then builds our faith in him. Yeah. yeah. So good. Right. Wow. So, I mean, righteousness, all these things, like we, we read the Bible and I think, unfortunately, a lot of people read the Bible, um, you know, to, uh, to, to, to make something uh, right or wrong to decide to, to win a battle to, they're using the Bible as a weapon. Right. And a lot of a lot of people twist the, the word and say, well, the word of God is the sword of the spirit. It's our only offensive weapon. And they use it against people. And when the Bible is not meant to be used against people, it's meant to reflect an image of Jesus that we're supposed to look mm -hmm. like. And if we if we understand that, then we recognize our battle isn't against flesh and blood and people that, you know, this Bible that says these words are used for correction and reproof. That's for us, not yes. for others, it's not for us to take the word and, you know, correct others. We better be getting corrected by the Lord ourselves. Right. And I think that a lot of us think, you know, and I'm, I'm just as guilty, you know, of this and, and growing in this where it's like I get a revelation. I know that I know that I'm writing this and then somebody comes and challenges it and immediately you're like, I've got the answer. But mm -hmm. instead of sharing Jesus and introducing them to the love of God, you give them a piece of your mind, right? That you just had this revelatory moment with the Lord, but it's still a piece of your mind. It's not the mind of Christ. And so then it, it becomes twisted or it causes destruction mm -hmm. or it causes a, a stumbling block for a brother or sister in Christ. And this is a lot deeper than I thought we would go for today. But. <laughs> it's awesome. <laughs> and I love what Hebrews says. Like, this is, this is, I had to like, I looked it up on my phone. I was like, is that right? And I was like, let me look it up in my Bible. So it's Hebrews 10, uh, verse 38. And he also says, my righteous ones will live from my faith. 
But if fear holds them back, my soul is not content with them. Mm. But we are certainly not those who are held back by fear and perish. We are among those who have faith and experience true life. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> that's so good. And that's the Passion Translation. Yeah, for those that, for the New King James Version, it says, Now the just shall live by faith, which is what we talked about last episode uh, on a Habakkuk, which gets quoted, I think, a couple times in the New Testament. Uh, but if anyone draws back, like, wow, that's, that's intense. My soul has no pleasure in him. Like, hello, but we are not those who draw back. So there's an identity right there. The Bible yeah. tells us, hey, listen, if you're a believer, you're not one that draws back. Right. I, there's a shirt that we have, like that Dread Champion shirt mm -hmm. that we wear. And on the back, it says, uh, not wishbone, but backbone. Mm -hmm. Right? So it means that we don't draw back. It means we have confidence in, in this day because of who we are in Christ Jesus. We are not those who draw back to perdition, but of those who believe to the saving of the soul. Mm -hmm. Right? So I, I wow, wow. Dude, bro. That, you know, that, think about, it. wow. So we are not those who draw back to perdition, mm. but those who believe the saving of the soul. Yeah. So if you're drawing back, then are you not believing in salvation? Nope, because at the bottom here, as you were talking, I was looking it up, but uh, the Passion Translation, mm. I love it because at the bottom, it actually explains either in the Hebrew or Aramaic, Aramaic, I probably slaughtered that. <laughs> but it says, either to draw back, like New King James says, but to cower in fear. Wow. So we're not cowering in God's fear. We're actually cowering in the fear of the world. Whoa. Rather than stepping into a place of humble submission and asking the Lord what he is saying in the in those moments that we may be questioning or even doubting what his word says or what mm. he has spoken to us which which leads right back to the beginning of 39 those who mm. draw back to perdition but that word perdition actually means destruction yes so so you have been given an, uh, a hope right for abundant life and yet mm. how many of us are drawing back to destruction because wow. we're because we lack belief mm. because we don't truly believe we've been right made right Same. by the blood of jesus wow. that's so good wow so what do you look we're gonna i think we're gonna stop there for for this episode man we got heavy deep there i mean i didn't intend to maybe do that but maybe you know like we said the lord does what the lord does amen mm -hmm. so we'll, we're gonna we're gonna stop there we will be back uh on the next episode just continuing to dive into uh this idea of righteousness and faith and belief and you know really the core uh i think this is the core of of who we are our identity in the lord and and if we can really get a hold of this and start believing mm -hmm. this i think we can start living it yeah because it's not by our faith it's by his faith in us hmm. Wow, that's so good. Well, again, if you need anything, have any questions, want to have comments, want to connect with us, head over to 425maryland.com. And uh, until the next episode, God bless you guys, and we love you.